0: Boom, boom. Welcome to another episode of Ask Alika. Hello, Beth.
1: Hello, Zion. How are we going?
0: Good. A lot's happened in the past couple of weeks.
1: It has. It has. We've seen a few pretty critical changes in the world of digital marketing, which uh, I thought we'd just touch on today, particularly in the world of Facebook. Everybody's favorite. We all know, we all use it. If you don't, I mean, good on you, but I don't know how you survive, quite honestly. Well, Facebook own...
0: (laughs) A lot of things. So, if you don't think you're using Facebook, you probably are. Yeah, <laughs> they own Instagram. They, they own, do. Uh, what's, yeah. that other, what's the other? company? What is it? WhatsApp or WhatsApp?
1: Yeah, possibly. I don't. I don't even know anymore. Everyone owns. You know, there's about four different players they pretty that much own bought, everything. Bought
0: everything in the world. So.
1: Yeah. So it's um it's an interesting one because we're actually going to reference back to mm-hmm. it was episode thirty five. Yeah. Where we initially talked about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which was hot off the press at the time. And we went into a bit of detail at that point about what had actually mm-hmm. happened. So for those that don't remember, it was essentially uh, a, a problem that occurred for Facebook, a very big problem for Facebook that they have now reacted to quite significantly. Yeah. So essentially the scandal was that guy called Alexander uh, Kogan created an app that collected data of about... The data of about 50 million Americans. He then quite wrongly sold that data to Cambridge Analytica. There's, it is stipulated that you're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And he did it anyway. Um, he then lied to Facebook, um, that the data was deleted. Uh, which it definitely wasn't, and then Cambridge Analytica used that data to assist in their efforts on the Donald Trump election campaign. So it's all very political, uh, highly politicised, a big, big breach of privacy, uh, and it was a big. It was a big turning point for Facebook, I think, uh, because, and that's that's proved to be true uh, because the fallout of that is finally here in a few different ways, which we will yes. touch on today.
0: Breaking, so breaking news: Facebook have removed. Uh, a lot of their third-party targeting done.
1: data, yeah, it's gone. It's officially gone as of about three weeks ago. Um, it was we, we knew it was coming. We were waiting for it. We was,
0: it's done. It's gone. It's gone. Adios.
1: It just one day, just it was no longer there. So, so what does that
0: mean if you're targeting? If you if you're using Facebook to target a certain income bracket, for yes. example,
1: yeah, uh, you can't do that anymore.
0: You can't, there's you a lot of
1: there's a lot of data targeting options that are just no longer available through the platform at all so for those that are very very concerned about their privacy it's a good thing for those that are quite concerned about their marketing kind of a bad thing so yeah. it depends where you sit in this debate yeah. uh so obviously us you know we we are a digital agency so we're kind of looking into what does this mean for us and what does this mean for our clients yeah. so it's um
0: so it's interesting yeah so let's go into it uh, first of all facebook Uh, As you've noted, Beth, they're doing a big PR push saying how great they are, how much they care about us, how much they don't like fake news.
1: Yes. I'm not sure if you've seen the ads around, but I've spotted them all over Perth in the last few weeks, you know, big on on bus stops and and phone booths, things like fake news is not our friend and your privacy is important to us and all these great (laughs) PR messages. Uh, So they really are trying to change that that narrative that's been created for them. So there's a really hard PR push going on at the moment and they've coupled that with the act, the, the very concrete action of removing that data. And that I suppose is the more interesting piece Mm. of the puzzle because it's, that's a real solid action that they've taken. And it's, it's had a few, um, a few impacts already. So to, to give you the context of how it used to work, Facebook would purchase third party data from organizations like Experian and, and Ax- Axiom and, and all these, mm-hmm. um, Uh, data collection agencies, they would purchase that data, make it available through the targeting in the Facebook ad platform, and then they would put a markup on that. So what that actually means is the fact that they're no longer doing that means that cost per click has dropped. So if you're doing any Facebook advertising, you're going to be paying less. So we've actually seen all of the costs across all of our accounts drop quite a bit. I think it was around 15%, some of the guys said, because Facebook no longer has to on charge Um, everyone using the platform for that data that they used to have to purchase which they're not anymore so the good news is it's cheaper your marketing so yay for lower costs the bad news is you can't target anyone here as well so your your marketing spend is a lot less targeted now it's it's going to a more generic audience that isn't necessarily as specific as you would like
0: so the leads that you you get will probably be not as good not as qualified Mm -hmm. um but then what offsets that kind of is a lower cost to advertise. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. The cons out do outweigh the pros, I believe, especially in the short term. Like yeah. that's a big deal. <laughs> like, you know, if you're a builder, for example, and you target 1st home buyers, then yeah. it will affect you.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. That's one
0: example of an industry that I see being affected. Yeah, for sure. In the short term. So, yeah, it has has some big effects. So, let's keep going.
1: So, it's what I'd say... To that is so that's that's kind of where it's at at the moment. Mm. So you can't and and some of the questions that we'd be getting from our clients is what can we do, mm. you know what? What to do about it? Yeah, How what can you adjust? do about it? How, is this is this possible to fix or is this just the new the new the world new order? Plan. And it is, but there's also. I mean, depending on how hardcore you want to get, Mm. you can, there's definitely a workaround. And that is instead of relying just on Facebook, you can actually go to these third party agencies and purchase these data sets yourself. So, again, if you're pretty concerned about privacy, you may want to block your ears or turn off the podcast um, because you're probably not going to like this. But basically, you can actually get access to these data sets completely de identified. So, it's not like you're getting a spreadsheet with my name on it and your name on it, and it's got my address next to my name. nothing like that it's very much to do with um characteristics so you know what income bracket someone is in what family makeup like they've got whether they're a single parent or a mm. or a um, standard nuclear family or whether they're a um a single person that lives yeah. in an apartment by themselves like you can really get specific about who you're actually targeting with this data and i suppose the, the huge benefit of them that is you're actually you have the ability to put your ads in front of people that they're actually relevant to, which is something we've talked about heaps in the past. The idea that you, you want to be marketing, targeted marketing makes all the difference. If yeah. you're showing, you know, an ad for a lawnmower to a chick that does yoga and lives in an apartment, you've, you've, marketing's probably not going to be hitting the spot, so, is it?
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, you know, Facebook, used to do all of that for you. They used yeah. to connect with these data it was collection all, companies. All built in. Experian. Some of the, you guys might know some of these names. You might not. Experian is one. Axiom is one. And there's a bunch of other kind of big companies. And that's their job to, to gather uh, data and to match them up with, with profiles. So that's what they do. And they used to work with Facebook and Facebook would. Um, do that direct, work directly with them. Mm-hmm. So, as a business or marketer, you'd hop into the Facebook control panel, um, you'd select your demographics mm-hmm. and it, it, you'd be able to select your demographics based on um, experienced personas. Like, mm. So, it's all there in Facebook already. Yeah. But now you can't do that. So, yeah. what Beth is saying, you know what? You can actually go direct now to Experian,
1: yeah, to Axiom. exactly. So, you, you can know? purchase these data sets. And I mean, obviously, there's a cost.
0: Nothing. Yes, it's expensive. It is expensive.
1: It can be quite expensive even for just a few fairly small data sets. But there's, I suppose, it's now a really unique leverage point if you were to utilise this. Yes. If you were to go down that path of dealing directly with these big agencies to get the data that's most relevant to the type of people you're targeting so that you can actually not waste your marketing dollars and annoy people who don't want your product at all and who aren't at all in the demographic you need, you can make sure that you're only sending your advertising to the right people. Yeah. So it's it's definitely will make you one of the few and one of the, I suppose, much more advanced uh Companies in this in the marketing space, if you go down that path,
0: yeah, well, I see pros and cons. So, like you said, um, you know, like the, the, the biggest kind of advantage I see actually is that you'll we, if you do it, if you go to Experian or Axiom, mm-hmm. then you're probably one of the few that's actually going to do it and actually going to that's actually going to pay. So, in the local market, you'll be ahead of your competitors, oh, for sure. So, I mean, Facebook targeting got really easy for everyone, and yeah. like anything you know, the market gets saturated mm. and then the effectiveness goes down. Mm-hmm. So now we're all at a point where, hey, you know what, if you're willing to do the hard work of contacting these people directly, um, matching it up to your Facebook profiles mm. and paying the money, mm. you, pro- you might be able to get a better result. Yeah. So I do see it as a um, an advantage if you are willing to do the work, especially in the next 6 to 12 months. Yeah. I just see a lot of people dropping off from Facebook advertising or spending a lot less. Mm. Um And just leaving it at that, so the ones that put in the work can can get ahead. That's what I. That's what I feel.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I suppose the other, the other, the flip side to that is that the lookalike audiences uh, that Facebook has are still. You can still do that with your own data. With your own, so so instead of purchasing this third-party data from a company like Experian and uploading it to Facebook, so you can target the right people. Mm. If you do that with your own databases, if you have an email database of your own, you can. If you're not already investing in lookalike audiences, you absolutely should be, because that way you can target people who are exactly like the customers you already have. Yeah. So there's I suppose those so two. So that's angles. the other thing.
0: Also yeah, yep, getting your email database. And-
1: yeah. Just really focusing on building that so that you can create that for yourself mm-hmm. instead of having to rely on a third party to provide you with that data that you have to pay for. It's expensive. It's a bit more work. If you can really focus on building your own email database, then that's I suppose even better because it's so much more specific. It's actually yeah. your data that you own.
0: So why don't you talk to the guys a bit about what what does that mean? What 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 does um, using your email database to create a lookalike audience in Facebook mean.
1: So what that means is that if you have an email database, so you've got uh, say two thousand, three thousand people on your on your email database. What you can actually do is you can upload that all those email addresses into Facebook. These people are already your your clients or, or customers or potential customers. At least they've they've come to your website and at some point they've given you an email address. If you upload all those email addresses into the Facebook ad platform, what it will do is it will go through and it will match those email addresses with any Facebook profiles that exist that are linked to those email addresses. So obviously not all of not every single person on the planet does have Facebook, but a good percentage of them are. Uh, Facebook will be able to match with an existing Facebook profile. What Facebook then does, it essentially, it algorithmically identifies all of the, the key characteristics of the your existing audience so, that you've just, of these emails that you've uploaded, and it's able to look at all of the, the key characteristics of these audiences to then create a new data set. So it will go out and it will find everyone that doesn't already know your brand, it doesn't already follow you, and doesn't already like you. And it will find people that look exactly like the people that already do like you. Mm. So it's it's all in the name. They, they look like the people who are already yeah. your customers. So, of course, that's so, that's so much more powerful than just targeting random people. Because yeah. you know the people that already like you already like you. Yeah. You can find people that have the same interests, same age, same Great. income bracket, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: if you're, if you're, so practically speaking, if you're a florist business. Yeah. And you want to create a lookalike audience with your email database, you grab your email database, you might have 5,000 emails. Mm -hmm. And obviously, the people that are in your email database are interested in buying flowers. So then you upload that into Facebook and they've got this tool for that. And then Facebook will create a lookalike audience. Mm -hmm. And that could probably be made up of um, um, astute husbands, boyfriends, (laughs) uh, partners, um, you know, even wives, um, uh, females that, you know, like... Females, mm-hmm. they know a lot about flowers. They want to buy their friends flowers yep. on special days. Very common. So, you know, you've got a good audience to work with, mm-hmm. right? And you and can Face- market
1: exactly. to that audience. Facebook will do all of that for you. And yeah. that's, as we said, There's that's kind of the alternative to that process of buying third-party data from somewhere else. Use what you've already got. If yeah. you've already got an awesome database, leverage that to yeah. find more people that yeah. are similar to the to all your existing customers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so really, you know, to summarize, what do we do? What do you do about all these changes? Um, you know, number one. Be aware of them. <laughs> yeah, be aware of them. Uh, number two, you know, you can purchase data sets directly from those third-party data companies like okay. Experian, Axiom, and there's a few more. Uh, number three, you know, grab your email database uh, upload it into Facebook mm-hmm. and create an actual look alike audience mm-hmm. based on your email database.
1: Exactly. And if you don't have an email database, work on that.
0: Yes. <laughs> work on work
1: on getting one of those up for yourself that, that's right. uh, it's it's a very I think underutilized particularly in in the Perth market in the WA yeah. market. Uh, email marketing is, I think, quite underutilized yeah. as a as a medium because it's, like I said, there's a lot of power in owning all of your own data. Yep,
0: and that's the thing. Like, this just goes back to the principle which we talk about a lot, which is try to own your own media and try to own your own data. Mm-hmm. If you rely too much on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, if something happens to those platforms, you mm. know. There's not yeah, much you can do. Exactly. So, you know, having your own email database, having your own podcast, you know, all these things are important. So, yeah. yeah. Control your message. Control your own message. Control your own data. Control your own client base. Control your own marketing.
1: Absolutely. Mm. So, that is the wrap for today. I hope you guys enjoyed our little update on everything Facebook related and how, you know, how we can see everyone could potentially move mm. forward despite all of these fairly significant changes and yeah. uh, as as always, any questions, let us know. This is the Ask Alika podcast after all.
0: It is. Uh, and lastly, before we go, you know, there's all this talk about, oh, Facebook are going to get, you know, they're going down, they're going down. I don't think they'll ever go down. Don't buy into the media hype. That's what the media tries to do. Uh, their share price has gone down a bit lately because of all this. It'll bounce back up within probably a year. Um, and look, like I said before, Facebook is not just Facebook. They own, they do actually own WhatsApp. I just double-checked that. They own uh, Instagram. They own a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, they are still the most powerful media beast in the world mm-hmm. and they will only get stronger and better. So, don't ever think that Facebook are going to die because they're just not. They're too powerful. And don't don't listen to the mainstream media because they, they just want to hype. Um, so, this is, this is very important for all of us. Until next Tuesday, mm-hmm. peace. See you guys. Bye.